Welcome to all of our listeners and, and thank you for joining us for the second part of our Sustainability in Sport podcast. We all know that sport plays a hugely significant role in people's lives and sports clubs particularly have a big influence on the communities around them. This means they're uniquely placed to drive change in terms of encouraging people to adopt a more sustainable behaviour. Violi is working with various sports clubs and organisations to combine their platform with our knowledge and expertise in sustainability and there are a plethora of examples that showcase the success of these partnerships. Firstly, we worked with the FA last year to produce the FA Cup final banner from Recycled Plastics. The material came from bottles collected in the stadium. And now that that banner has been used, it's been recycled once more into bibs and training kits for local children's clubs in the community. This is truly an example of a circular partnership helping to close the loop on resources. Our work with Wembley, perhaps the most iconic sports venue in the UK, doesn't end there. We've carried out social outreach projects with the venue and are helping make the stadium's cleansing vehicles greener. Not only do we operate electric vehicles at Wembley, we will soon be launching a fleet of hydro-treated vegetable oil vehicles which will help to reduce Wembley's carbon footprint even further. Our projects include working with Tottenham Hotspur to support the delivery of the first net zero football match last year, which minimised emissions from matchday activity and offset any unavoidable emissions. Elsewhere in London, we work with Arsenal to maximise recycling rates and improve waste segregation. I could talk all day about these initiatives. We're helping sporting organisations to go greener and supporting our journey to ecological transformation. But it's not just about these larger projects. Community engagement at local level plays an equally vital role. Birmingham City are a perfect example of a club who are aware of the positive influence that they can have on their fans and are taking steps to use this influence for the benefit of the environment. The club has worked with the Veolia Environmental Trust to implement a range of initiatives which both support their sustainability ambitions for the community and directly link to Veolia's multifaceted performance approach. Anthony Isherwood, the Community Director at Birmingham City Football Community Trust, joined me to talk about these initiatives in more depth and how the club are utilising their impact on the local community. Welcome to the Veolia podcast. Here at Veolia, we provide solutions for ecological transformation by delivering innovative services across water, waste and energy. We work with a range of businesses and organisations from a variety of different sectors on projects that are helping to optimise resources, decrease pollution and fight climate change. Hear about what these partnerships are achieving in our industry-leading podcast series, which features our customers, industry professionals and our very own Veolia experts. Stay tuned. Good afternoon. Welcome to all of our, our listeners um, for the second episode of the Veolia Sustainability in Sport podcast. Uh, I'm joined today by Anthony uh, Isherwood, the Community Director at Birmingham City Football Community Trust. Um, and, and as our, per, per our first episode, we will be taking a slightly deeper dive into the initiatives that the, the, the sport, football stadiums, community trusts are implementing to drive their sustainability credentials. Um, Anthony, firstly, welcome. Thank you very much for being with us. No, thank you for having me. Pleasure. Um, first question. What's the biggest challenges clubs and trusts are facing when trying to drive community initiatives at this moment in time? I think the biggest challenge we face as a football club's community trust within the city of Birmingham is very much we're out there. We're trying to send a message out surrounding long-term environment sustainability and when you mention those two words the first thing our communities are concerned about is cost yeah, sure. that is the big problem we have um, so we're very much trying at the moment to support those local communities very much in educating them that it's not you know it's not about um, spending lots of money there's the small things that we can do sure. to support long-term yeah 
developments. And, and just just link to that. Do you find that 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 sustainability versus profit type conversation? Um, always seems to come up first or is it a case of you know let's talk about the initiatives and then understand the cost thereafter yeah i just think it's an immediate barrier that comes out i think at the moment environmental sustainability is all over the news it's yeah. all over government agenda as well sure. i think our communities are picking up snippets here and there and the snippets they're picking up when they're listening to the news is very much around big costs yeah, big, big big barriers and what we're, what we're trying to say very much to our local communities is uh, we can take small steps and there's no cost to these steps. It's about ourselves being more understanding, more aware, and actually educating ourselves and our communities more. Absolutely. And I suppose from a footballing perspective, um, how can football benefit, you know, the local communities benefit and, and really drive home a more sustainable message when it comes to you know, changing behaviour? So this is, this is where all football clubs are blessed because we've got platform. We've got yeah. social media reach. We've got platforms across all social media, websites, and we attract engagements. What we've, what we've got to do is use that positive, use the fact that people want to see what's going on our website. They want to see what is the latest news at Birmingham City. Yeah. And when we capture them engaging in that first, in that first step or that first moment, very much then start talking to them about where we are and where we can get to, you know, on real core things that are going to have an impact on all of us in some in some way or form. And from a generation perspective, I suppose in terms of the, the, the digital aspect and that social media platform that you referenced there, has the football club made a really conscious effort to then start to change the the nature and the style of its communication that starts to go out to its fan base to to, to I suppose demonstrate that there are more sustainable ways to communicate? Yeah, absolutely. Again, small steps. I mean, if we go back a couple of years, the football club was sending out any information with regards to match days or incentives yeah. or schemes. They were letters. Sure. <laughs> you know, yeah, absolutely. The amount of paper that was going out was frightening. Mm-hmm. All of the information now that's going out to our season ticket holders, our club members, uh, is all electronically. Yeah. It's, it's all sent by emails. And it's, it, it's an ex- you know, we need to role model Mm. You know, I keep mentioning small steps, simplistic approaches. We need to role model them to our communities, to our fan base. So, you know, if we can do it, so can they. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, carbon is obviously at the forefront of many conversations. Um, you know, and we've seen in sport and we've seen in football the you know, the, the net zero game that that, that was held at, uh, at Tottenham. You know, with with Sky Sports. Um, and there is a, for me, there's an obvious intrinsical link between sport the environment, um, certainly some of the, the, the aspects we've seen around biodiversity as a, as, a, as a prime example. What action from your perspective, I suppose, is the sport taking to protect uh, and reduce carbon emissions when it comes to communities, community projects? Yeah. So again, over the last, over the last six, six to 12 months, um, there's a couple of initiatives that have come out now being fully backed by the Premier League, right. by the EFL, by the FA. Um, Planet Super League is one of them. A really, really good concept, which is, you know, again, it's educating young children very much about the impact of carbon emissions and how we can play a part in, you know, limiting it, lessening it, lowering it. And the real, real simplistic fixes. And what they've done is that, that, that in essence, they're, they're, they're turning a real serious topic that's at the forefront of everyone's minds at the moment around environmental sustainability into an enjoyable learning opportunity for young people. Sure. And what we're seeing is there then, these young people are taking part in um, you know, Planet Super League, they're going home, they're talking to their parents about it, they're challenging their parents, mm. six, seven-year-old, mum, dad, you've got to make sure the dishwasher's full. 
Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's that kind of um, situation. And I think the FA are just backing it again, an- another one which is aimed more for the everyday football fan who goes to the stadiums, sure. who, who goes and enjoys the games. They're, they're, they're backing um, the Football Supporters Association um, Pledge Ball, yep. which is very similar. And they're, they're calling on fans, right, you tell us what you're doing. So mm. as a Birmingham City fan, can you let us know what you are doing to make a difference yeah. for you know surrounding carbon emissions and as they show and as they share they move up the league absolutely. and let's be fair every single football fan loves winning absolutely and that's absolutely. and again they're just two initiatives that have yeah. come out at the moment that are having such impact and I'm actually quite excited to see where they go in the next 12 months mm, agreed I mean and, 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 and you know, they're, they're two great points and I certainly echo to listeners to, to, to take some time to understand Super Planet Super League yeah. and Pledge Ball um, particularly because you know, I'm sure we've got a lot of football fans that will be listening. Yes. Um, and we'll probably want to understand where their teams are in those leagues. And, and as you say, everyone wants to see their team rise up the league, certainly not go in the other direction. Um, from a, I suppose, how well it's publicised and how we communicate this into the, into the, into the communities, into the fan base. From your perspective, how publicised are those sports sustainability and local initiatives? And, and what impacts are they, are they having? I think what we've got what we've got to be aware of, and we are very much as a community trust, is we've got two two groups that we need to really engage. We've got our football fan base, yep. and we've got our local communities. They don't always go hand in hand. Sure. So the benefits in terms of the two initiatives I've just mentioned there, which are endorsed fully, um, are great because it's going out to our fan base. But we then, we the community trust of the football club, have a responsibility to also make sure we are providing information and updates that are relevant to our local community on our doorstep Absolutely. around the same mm-hmm. um, you know, agenda. That's really, really key. Okay. Um, and as part of that, I suppose, in terms of the impact, what type of activities are, are the Birmingham City Community Trust doing, I suppose, in terms of making a difference in those kind of footballing communities? And, and, and how are you, therefore, then... I suppose, bridging some of those gaps? So we've been really, really fortunate this year, um, whereby we're doing a lot of work very closely with Viola Birmingham. And what we're we're saying is now we're going to utilise the knowledge and expertise that we've been given um, from Viola and take it in. So straight away, we are going to now roll out a brand new education package to young children's schools. So playing a part. Um, but what we, what we have made a pledge to in terms of long-term environmental sustainability as a, as a football club's community trust is very much role model what can be done sure. and how it can be done as well. So a few initiatives that we've really took on board now is that we're promoting the right to work scheme for all of our employees. Um, we are now looking at providing opportunities for all of our employees to look at electric car leases, sure. which is, again, being very, they're seeing it as a big benefit to them at the moment. We now, for all of our permanent staff at the trust, we now commit two days um, of their of their work that they're working year rather to go out and work on on a project yeah. in the local community. And stuff, yeah. Absolute, yeah. absolutely, absolutely yeah. crucial. And and again, we see every opportunity we have to engage with and interact with the communities is an opportunity to educate. Yeah. Uh, and we're not saying we know everything. Sure. It's an opportunity for us to learn more as well yeah. and to further understand the barriers. Yeah. as to why people may not be moving forwards with the long-term um, sustainability. Okay, fantastic. How easy is the process? I mean, obviously, you, loads of clubs in the FL, uh, a number of community trusts that I'm, I'm sure you speak with on a, on a regular basis. Um, 
what is that process? How easy is that process from a you know a point of view of sharing best practice between clubs, community trusts, and and where I suppose where does the FA support that as well in terms of trying to accelerate either key learnings or the sharing of those those initiatives yeah. and practices? So in terms of where we're at um, as a community trust, so we are very fortunate, or I am very fortunate, whereby you know I have a variety of communication with all the heads of communities within all of the Midlands clubs. So we are continuously looking at and sharing best practice um, in terms of achieving our long-term goals around environment sustainability and and, and that's you know that, that can be through our whatsapp groups that can be through some emails that can be through when we meet up uh, every quarter of the of the season so that's that's really going well and we've taken some great ideas from other clubs who are really pushing forward as, as well with it as as we have shared mm. you know we've shared with other clubs like you know our volunteer uh, recycling workforce that do before and after games so that's really, really good. What we've now done as well, there's now, you know, now it's important and where, where we've seen the gap and the need for further work is very much right. So w- we are doing this now on the ground within the communities. We've now got to really build that bridge and make sure that the, the information and the sharing is between community trust and club. Sure. So how's that being done? So there's now a environmental sustainability working group which consists of key members of the football club and key members of right. the community trust coming together. Um, and then again, the, the plan is there that you know the way we what we, we want to be, we want to be seen being a city football club as doing the right things sure. for the right reasons, and hopefully that can be a model of success. Yep. Because you know one of the things we are aware of, whilst I started the conversation with the biggest concern for people in our communities is cost, mm. you know, around environmental sustainability. Long term, at some point, mm. if we really want to then start making the huge strides, we can we can get the vehicle moving sure. on the journey, but then there will be costs. And that's where we have to look to the responsibility of our parent clubs of course, to see as to where mm. we can go with it. And it's a really, it's a really good point. And I suppose, you know, without, without um, um, asking something too controversial, um, clearly that's a, that's a massive conduit catalyst because if the, if the football club isn't aligned with the community trust, then, you know, you're going to find obvious blockers. You're going to find obvious challenges that make it difficult to, to, to move some of those things forward. Um, and and I'm, not, I'm certainly not going to ask you to mention any names. Um, <laughs> but do you find that that appetite is there? And when you speak to other community trusts who are linked to the football clubs, are they saying the same thing that actually, you know, the environmental um, sustainability commitments that they're looking to make are actually helping bring the community trust and the clubs together? Because I appreciate they do stand alone at times away from each other Um, and as you've rightly just said there there are some great initiatives that that, that are cost neutral that can can absolutely um, be put into play and delivered now Um, but there will come a point there will be a tipping point where you know there is going to need to be some investment there may need to be some projects that require funding and at that point they're going to expect the football clubs to to support yeah is, is, it, is the relationship tight enough there? Is, it, is there an acceptance and an appetite to say that, you know, we, we see that's what's coming in the roadmap and we're ready for it? Or is, it, is there still work to do? Yeah, no, I think that's what we're planning for. Yeah. That, you know, that is the agenda of our working group between trusting uh, trust club. Um, we're very fortunate. We've got some real forward thinking people mm. on our senior management yep. at the club yep. um, who are very, very passionate about taking the club into the new, sure. in, into the new ways uh, right. surrounding environment sustainability. So we're hoping that when we get to that stage where we need to then start looking bigger picture mm. um, and we have role modelled our behaviours yeah. and taken them small steps across our communities, we will have that backing. Brilliant. To Fantastic. Move um, really insightful, Anthony. Really appreciate your, 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 your time and your, and your, and your comments today. Um, with everything that you've seen over the last you know, 12, 18 months of this journey, certainly from a sustainability perspective at the Trust, if there was one 
sort of clear message or clear action that, that you would leave people with that, that will start them um, on a journey to, a, to, to, to have an impact in this area? What would it be? I think very much we have to all be aware that little steps by lots of people make a big difference. And if we all get on board, all the communities, the fan bases as well, we can make a big difference with those little steps. Fantastic. Uh, and I think, you know, it's, it's one of the things I see and I think one of the big things that, 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 that we absolutely as a, as a sporting community need to be better at. And I think it absolutely aligns to what you've just said there in the fact that, um, yes, it's fantastic when we see some of these net zero events taking place now. Um, it's not as easy for organisations or for clubs or for trust necessarily to go from a standing start into a complete net zero event. And, yeah. and actually, some of these initiatives and these these projects that can be delivered now are moving people in those areas. And even if it's something as small as identifying you know, an individual's carbon footprint and what they can do to impact that, then it's just another step in the right direction yeah. that's going to leverage that. that Absolutely. That and and it's, that, it's that mindset, it's that mentality. Absolutely. Any step forward is better than no step at all. Absolutely right. Absolutely. Anthony, thank you ever so much for today. I really appreciate your time and your comments. Uh, hopefully uh, our listeners have certainly found that very insightful. I know I have. Um, and look forward to, um, to, to episode three in the, in the very near future. Thanks for listening.